You're listening to Run With The Bulls, a podcast discussing a unique approach to everyday finance with everyday people. Run With The Bulls is sponsored by Mentoro, a financial wellness company. Now, your hosts, author Danny Kofke and the royalty of financial wellness, Whitney Queen. Welcome to Run With The Bulls. My name is Danny Kofke and I'm a motivational mentor with Mentoro. I'm joined by the president of Mentoro, Whitney Queen. Hey, Whit. Hey, Danny, and hello to all of our listeners. Can you believe it? We are in season four, episode one. I know. I know. My gosh, it seems like just yesterday we were sitting in this same room with the twin mattress pads up on the wall to block the sound. <laughs> and now look at us. And now it's we actually have a legitimate studio. I know, I know. And I have to say thank you to the listeners because honestly, that's why we're doing it. We did start off this project. We we're thinking, oh, maybe we'll just have 10 episodes and it'll just be, you know, that's it. And yeah, like Whitney said, here we are, season four. What have we had? I think like 39 episodes, 40 mm-hmm. episodes. We've had almost 10,000 downloads. I mean, so I don't know. I guess what we're saying is kind of resonating. So thank you, though, listeners, for, for tuning in. And uh, yeah, and once again, at the end, I'll say it now, too. If you have any feedback for us, please feel free to email us, podcast yes. at mentorogroup.com. Thoughts, suggestions, ideas, but, um, but thank you. Yeah, you know, our goal is to be those everyday people talking about everyday finance, mm-hmm. right? So it's important that we hear from you guys what it is that you want to be talking about. Yeah, you yeah know? definitely, so, 100%. So I believe before we jumped in, I heard a familiar fight song. Not a good fight song, but a familiar one. <laughs> Not a good one. No, no, that was um, it was a fight song for, for the back-to-back national champions. And any guesses? Yeah. Um. I I know, you know what it is, I, I but know. I'm going to let you yes do thank, the honors. Thank you, thank you. So it's none other than the University of Georgia. So go dogs. Um, and I do tease, but it is nice to root for a college that does get part of my paycheck. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. I uh, I know that that makes the sting a little better it when does. you have to send that tuition check <laughs> right. um, because your daughter Ava is going there. Correct. Correct. Yes. Yep. Well, I have um, some questions for you on that, but I think today's topic, which uh, we're going to jump into kind of the cost of college, it's mm-hmm. a really timely you know, point uh, for us to be discussing this. We just had Independence Day, and there's a lot of uh, correlations between independence and financial freedom, and certainly a college degree could help you potentially accomplish your goals sure. on that front. But there are also a lot of things, you know, like the cost of college and the time and, mm-hmm. and all of that that yeah. goes You into could start it as well. off life way behind, you know. You could. With, so, you uh-huh. could, as we yes. learned from Mitchell Earl right. last season. So, and I think too, you know, we've just heard in the news um, everything going on with Biden and, and the bill. And, right. you know, that's, that's obviously impacting probably some people's choices. Sure, sure. Right. I mean, there was a thing where he was going to forgive, I think it was up to $20,000 mm-hmm. in certain instances of student loan debt. And the Supreme Court just, I guess it was last week, week before, they struck that down. So, you know, here you had some people thought they were going to have some debt forgiven, and nope, you still got it. Yep, that's so true. So kind of going into the fall, it's the typical time to uh, be starting off college and the typical time where I'm assuming you're getting ready to take that checkbook out and stroke that check for Ava. Yes. Do you mind letting us know how much it is that, that you're covering? Yeah, I mean, you know, we're we're open books on this podcast. I mean, mm-hmm. we do share, so I don't mind sharing the financials of it. Um, but but you know, I will say before I kind of jump into how much we are doing, Ava's good grades 
have saved me a lot of money. So um, so if you are listening out there and maybe you do have younger kids, those kids that are like in elementary school even, like when you have those rewards awards day at the end of the year, good grades over time, you know, if you continue to do so, it does pay off. And I'm seeing it right now firsthand. Mm-hmm. That's so very true. She's such a smart girl. Um, and you have to love that scholarships are uh, something that's offered right now because – it seems with every year that tuition just gets more and more and more expensive and with inflation and living costs and all of that involved. Right. So um, I know that the ones that Ava's gotten has really helped you guys out. Yeah. Like here in Georgia, we have two big ones um, by, by the state. One's uh, the Hope and the other is called the Zell Miller. So based on certain criteria and grades and such in high school, you know, it doesn't count elementary, but it's just building those habits. Um, it, it, it can amount to a lot of money. That, that it's saving me with her having those scholarships. Mm-hmm. Even though I went to the better school, the University of Alabama, um, I have heard about the Zell Miller Scholarship, and 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 it's actually funded by something maybe that we've had a previous episode where we might have advised against uh, what's used to fund this uh-huh, scholarship, uh-huh. right? Yes, yes, that is correct. It's uh, it's the lottery. Um, so Zell Miller and its sister, which I, I mentioned, the Hope Scholarship, are both funded by the Georgia Lottery for Education. So Whitney, take a guess at how many students these two scholarships have helped. I haven't a clue, but I'm hoping it's a lot. Over 1.8 million. Wow, that is a lot. <laughs> That's a lot, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, you know, so so though we would never advise you to go buy a lottery ticket or, you know, go, go do that scratch off, um, I'll have to thank if you're in Georgia and you've played the lottery, thank you. You're helping fund Ava's <laughs> college. So keep on playing. No. <laughs> if you have the money, right, set aside, do so. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um but I, I have to point out, you know, not everyone can obtain a scholarship. Uh, in fact, in order to obtain the Zell Miller Scholarship, a student in Georgia must graduate high school with a 3.7 GPA and have an SAT score of at least a 1,200 or an ACT score of at least a 26. So it's going to take some work right. to, to be able to take advantage of those scholarships mm-hmm. and you know, in other scenarios, uh, it's, it's, you know, even if it's a sports related, not necessarily academically, you're going to have to put in some legwork really sure. to, to sure. get there. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, even with a scholarship, college is not cheap. So I mentioned, you know, it's saving me. So in, in Ava's case, her tuition is fully covered by Zelle. And I, you know, as a finance guy, I looked it up. So this amounted to $9,790 for her first year. So just, you know, completed her freshman year. So both semesters. But, you know, that's great. That's money that's saving me, but that doesn't include room and board. So to answer the question of how much we pay, open and honest, um, Tracy and I spend about $1,000 a month for her college expenses. Um, So this past year as a freshman year, she lived on campus, uh, so had a dorm. And then at the beginning, we had the meal plan for the first semester, wanted her to eat. She wasn't using the meal plan like most college kids don't, you know, to the full advantage. So second semester, I'm like, instead of paying the meal plan, we'll just give you money a week and you can go to the store, buy your groceries and things like that. And she tells me a Papa John's pizza lasts for three days. I'm like, hey, have at it, whatever, you know, (laughs) enjoy life when you're young and you can eat pizza every day. I know when um, when I was at Alabama, we had dining dollars and you could exchange those for your meal plan. And I think the majority of Alabama students use those to get Domino's pizza and Buffalo Phil's instead of actually going in 
into uh, into the food court. <laughs> right, right. So I mean, so, but, but you know, even though the the tuition is paid for, it still does cost us, like I said, about a thousand dollars a month. And I mean, we're nice. I mean, I wanted her to live on campus, have that college experience. We are in the position. We've talked my story before that we've set ourselves up that we're able to provide that. But I think it just kind of goes into that planning. If you do have kids, um, you know, the earlier you start, even like with anything, saving money, investing for retirement, whatever it may be, the better off it will be. And now, you know, we are able to, to you know, help her do that and hopefully graduate with no student loan debt and then, you know, starting off life, hopefully to get off my payroll <laughs> as quickly as possible. <laughs> but I feel like laying the steps now, we're putting it forward right now so that when she is 22, 23, she can venture out on her own. Absolutely. Sounds very wise. I mean, that's the goal, right? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> So um, I think on that note, we've we've uh, started off with real gusto. But when we get back, is college really worth it? Connect with us on social media. Search at Mentoro Group on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Welcome back. On this episode, we are taking a look at college and is it worth it? So, Whit, let's go back in time. When did you realize that you were going to attend college? <laughs> um, that's an interesting question. I think I just kind of always knew I was going to attend college. Okay. Both of my parents are extremely academic, and I grew up being very academic, so there was never really a question in my mind of, mm-hmm. are you going, are you not? Um, and a lot of that is probably indicative of the time period in which I grew up. College yes. degrees were very, very pushed uh, from all angles. Yeah, parents, schools, as a former Ex- teacher, yeah. It was. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say when I really started seriously thinking about it and, and planning towards it and looking forward to it, it was probably my freshman, end of my freshman year of high school. Okay, okay. Yeah. You know, for, for me, it was ninth grade. Uh, Mr. Susky was my civics teacher, and any teacher out there usually has someone that inspired them to become a teacher as well. And he was it for me. I'm like, I'm going to teach high school history and coach baseball. That's what I wanted to do. Haven't done either yet, but I did, uh, mm-hmm. you know, major in education. And I, obviously as a teacher, you have to have a college degree. So in ninth grade, I knew if I wanted to be a teacher, well, this is my path. I need a college education to do so. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, you know, kind of going back, like, so now it's kind of interesting that you and I both sit in positions right now that really have nothing to do with our college degrees. So I would ask, you know, you, was college worth it? (laughs) Um, You know, for me, it was. And um, uh, so I went to undergrad and then went out and worked for a little bit and then went back and actually got my master's. And I learned two different things in, in obtaining both of those. And my first one, yes, I, it was really interesting what I studied And although it doesn't have a whole lot to do with what I'm doing right now, I think the biggest takeaway I got was discipline and teaching myself how to properly prepare for things in high school. um, It was not overly challenging for me, so I got really good at regurgitating, just remembering and regurgitating, Mm -hmm. whereas I think my undergrad really kind of taught me, like, you can't get away with that anymore. (laughs) So uh, building that discipline, whereas my, uh, my master's, really is where I started to see the things that were happening in life 
in the textbook. And I could I could mm-hmm. learn principles more easily because I was familiar with that yep. having happened before. Right. Um, so while the, the topics themselves, I don't know, are as relevant to what I do every day, I think the principles that I took from them, and I would say for me, it was very much worth it. Sure. And the same with me. I mean, like, as an elementary ed major, like the first three and a half years, you're studying, like, psychology and it, Student teaching is when I learned the most. I mean, what do you do when a kid stands on a chair and is choking them? So, I mean, yeah. that, that is no textbook. They don't teach you that. Right. But even though now, you know, I'm in a, I guess I'm similar in an education career because I'm just a different subject, different audience. But I do look at like teaching, even though, you know, I'm not a teacher right now. It led me to here because if I wasn't a teacher, I probably wouldn't have written a book about helping teachers with their finances. And if that hadn't happened, I wouldn't have mm-hmm. met you. I mean, like, so it's yeah. like one of those things that like, it's not a direct result of graduating college led me to here, but like all these little incremental steps along the way. And the same holds true with you too. Yeah. Well, and to offer kind of a flip side of this story, um, my eldest brother, Kyle is brilliant. He is, he has a very academic brain and is a whiz with like math and science and all the things that I've just despised. Uh, They just, he, they just come naturally to him, but He's a doer. He likes to do things with his friend, uh, his hands. He likes to get up and move around and and be active. And so, have that that discipline was not really something that was well suited for him. Right. He he needed to be out doing things with his hands. So he has a college degree, um, but I think if you asked him, he probably would have rather gone into some type of trade mm-hmm. or kind of started out mastering some type of skill where he was using his hands or mm-hmm. or going out to do things because um, that's really where his skill set lies. And right. I don't know. I'd have to ask him. It'd be an interesting uh, dinner table conversation. I'd have to see if he would really say that college was right. worth it or not. Right. Um, and in his case, in today's day and age, it's an easier path to follow compared mm-hmm. to when kind of it was like it definitely nowadays, I think more schools, more parents are more open to like, OK, college is not always the end all be all. Mm-hmm. You, know, you do have to weigh it. And mm-hmm. you can't just, you know, go find yourself for two years because once again, it costs a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. So. And fortunately for him, like you, um, everything, you know, weaved its way through a path to where he is now. And um, he's in an amazing situation. So. But I think yeah. you have to be open to the the. The, the road. You know what I mean? Right. It's not like, okay, I got a degree. This is it. No, we got to be open to some of those changes that maybe it led us to there. Sure. So. Yep. So, you know, it's pretty apparent that college was worth it for both of us financially. In addition, we both met our spouses because we went to college. So it was a double win. Yeah, most days. <laughs> Just kidding, Justin. <laughs> uh, since we both attended college, uh, we're first going to take a look at some reasons why college is worth the price. Um, and to start, there are plenty of careers you can choose from that don't require a degree. But graduating college can open doors to certain career paths, like teaching for me and you, I know, with marketing and open it kind of with merit, which led to Mentoro. Um, But, uh, you know, having a degree, it might also help you stand out from other interviewees during the job hunt, even for jobs when a degree isn't necessarily required. It's very true. Uh, Another reason is that college graduates tend to earn more money. In fact, according to the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, the median annual income for a high school graduate is $30,000, while those with a bachelor's degree make around $52,000. Mm-hmm. 
So as long as you don't graduate with a mountain of student loan debt, that college diploma could help you build wealth a lot quicker than if you didn't go to college. And to our members that are listening, if you're looking to get ahead of college costs, one of Mentor's Money Mentors can help you find out you know, about a college savings plan that maybe wouldn't lead to that debt, right? Right. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And then, in addition, you can you will learn skills inside and outside the classroom when you attend college. So, you know, when you think when you go to college, you're not just learning, you know, information and taking exams. That's part of it. But your classes help you build the skills you need to succeed in the work in the workforce. A lot of you know teamwork. You're you're working with other classmates, building things, and you know that's the thing. You know, in in school, a lot of times elementary, high school, middle school, um, you know, you're more it's more of an individual based task. Mm-hmm. And I think more and more now they are doing some teamwork. But a lot of times if you remember back, it was more individual based. And I mean, we can say right now in this business, <laughs> I do stuff on my own. You do stuff. on, But we need teamwork. And if you yes. don't know how to work well with teammates, that's a huge mm-hmm. aspect of college of learning yes. how to get along with people that you may not even you know, agree with all the time, but handling yourself in a diplomatic way to get your point across and working together on an ultimate goal. My gosh, is that true? I despised teamwork and like group work in college because it never failed. You had the one who was the bossy pants and then the one who never showed up and then Mm -hmm. the one who just couldn't really keep up with the learning principles. And so you're trying to pull everybody together and blah, blah, blah. And at the time I'm going, I'm not going to ever work with these people. Why right. am I having to do this right now? But mm, and now actually. And look, you're the president and you do have, I mean, not, I'm not saying that, but I mean, you do. You have to learn how to I don't navigate. like you insinuating that I was the bossy pants in that story because I wasn't. Something would tell me, Just I'm just <laughs> guessing if there was some sort of project and there were a group of people around. You would probably stand out as taking the lead mm. on that. And that's mm. not a bad – but see, but then you realize too what your strengths are as well, and that's not a bad thing. You can see it's unfortunate sometimes, and I think you know you and I are similar beings that like we probably would take charge and be the ones that stay up late and make sure it gets done. And that can be frustrating when other people – but then in addition, when you go on to leadership roles and who knows where you will be – you have to learn how to help and lift people yeah. up in the right way because, you know, once again, when you're at the business, we are all on the same side, mm-hmm. hopefully, and we're working towards the same goal. So yeah. it's important skills to learn. It all goes back to that point of discipline and mm-hmm. and it teaching you those principles of, you know, you can choose not to go to college class if you want. Right. But what's the consequence of not doing that? Exactly. You know? So college is a great opportunity to meet people from all walks of life. Mm-hmm. You never know what you might learn from someone with a different background than yours. And universities are usually melting pots of culture, religion, political views, and many other beliefs. Mm -hmm. So while your core values will probably remain the same, you will hopefully gain a better understanding (laughs) of other points of view. Hopefully, Hopefully, in air quotes. Hopefully, right. And then a final reason college could be worth the price are the resources and opportunities you will have access to. So, you know, like a typical college campus has guidance counselors, career centers, job fairs, all sorts of things that you can kind of discover, learn about yourself and see, okay, um, you know, maybe, and we've talked about it too, like taking these uh, personality tests, you know, a lot of colleges. So you can see this is a better fit for me, or I know, you know, for me, I'm a golden retriever when I took one of those tests. So I know what kind of worker I am. So it's like, I need to 
take that in consideration once again when I'm doing projects with other team members and be mindful of their personalities and how some just, hey, that doesn't gel well with mine. So I'm going to have to, you know, do something a little different and speak a little differently to Mm -hmm. communicate. So, Mm -hmm. but that, that is a, you know, a great way and use college, you know, if you're there at college, use those resources that are available to you. Yeah. And just to add on to that for a second, you know, when I was going into college, I thought, I don't really need to get to know these professors. I'm not going to see them outside of class. The school is so large. I'm not going to have them again. What really is my advisor doing? I, I schedule my classes online. And then by the time I hit my sophomore year, you know, um, as many of you guys have heard before, my dad got really sick. And then I realized that those were resources that I really needed in right. order to, to keep up in school mm-hmm. and to have uh, those resources at my fingertips was really, really helpful. Yeah. But even still to this day, those are resources that I maintain. When I went back to get my master's, um, I was able to, to go to the assistant dean that I had worked with and asked him to write a letter of recommendation to help me get into my master's program. And then I had my advisor not too long ago reach out to me on LinkedIn and say, hey, if you're ever needing someone in this position, let me know. I've got tons of candidates coming out every year. So you never know where those relationships will lead you, not just in the current moment, but outside of that. So that's something that continues to pay off afterwards Mm -hmm. as well. The connections you build, Mm -hmm. that's a big part of it. So as we all know, Colleges are in the money-making business, much much to our dismay. Mm -hmm. And as such, they work hard to make sure a high percentage of graduates move directly into the workforce in their fields of study. That's a win for you and for them. Mm -hmm. So now that we have convinced you that college is the right (laughs) path, we're going to play devil's advocates. After the break, a look at reasons why it is not worth paying for college. Great news. You don't have to visit Spain to run with the bulls. Unless you want to get trampled, visit MyMentoro.com and use organization code RUNWITHTHEBULLS to set up your free account today. Welcome back. In this episode, we have been discussing if college is worth the price. Before the break, we gave reasons why it is, so now it's time to take a look at the reasons why it may not be worth paying for college. So first up, you may not need a four-year degree to get the job you want. So while a college degree can open doors like we just mentioned, that piece of paper alone doesn't keep them open. What does? Hard work and networking. There are plenty of successful people who do not have a college degree. Mm -hmm. Another reason is that degree may not land you a high-paying job after all. Mm -hmm. We mentioned before that on average, a college graduate will earn more than just one with a high school diploma. However, not all college degrees are created equal. Mm -hmm. A teaching degree, for example, might earn a starting salary of 45,000, whereas a mechanical engineering degree might start off with a salary twice that amount. You have to consider whether your income after you graduate is worth the degree. First off, also, you know, if it's worth the degree, but also where you attend. Um, mm-hmm. As a teacher, it doesn't matter where you go to college. So whether I graduated from University of Georgia, University of Alabama, Tennessee, Yale, Harvard, same, same, same salary. Mm-hmm. So it makes little sense. And it reminds me of a, of a teacher I met. Uh, it was a few years ago. I was doing a new teacher orientation kind of talking about how to save for retirement. It's good to get the new teacher started right away. And she came up to me afterwards, and she's like, well, I have, I have a lot of student loan debt. What's your advice for me? A lot is, you know, who knows what that means. So I'm like, well, a lot. What, what do you mean a lot? She had over $150,000 of student uh, loan debt. 
and she was starting in a career at that time where the average starting salary was like $40,000. So, you know, after taxes, probably making $30,000. And I thought in my head, you have to work five years and every single penny you earn would have to go to that debt. I mean, I did, I sat and I talked. I'm like, okay, well, we can work, you know, suggested a few things, but I felt really bad. I'm like, that is really, really starting off before you've even earned your first paycheck, had your first, you know, real job where you meet with HR and sign up for stuff, you're already that far in the hole. So Mm -hmm. that's where I think we have to look at with college. And when we did have Mitchell Earl on um, back last season, just we have to, to, is it worth the price? Mm -hmm. And we have to weigh that because um, student loan debt doesn't get forgiven. Even if you file bankruptcy, you still have to pay that student loan debt so it can follow you around a long time. That's right. You know, and that makes me think about, um, I would be willing to wager that that $150,000 in student debt wasn't just from her trying to become a teacher. Yeah, it's it probably yeah, thirsty little... Thursdays. and uh... <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe that or maybe a little bit of like, well, maybe I'll be a, a doctor or maybe I'll be this or maybe mm-hmm. and trying to use college as an opportunity to right. find yourself, which is a very, very common thing. But what's the price that you want to put on finding yourself? Right. Perhaps you take a gap year. To find 100%. yourself so that yes. you know what you're going into and spending your money on is, is, you know, there's such a stigma, I think, in the States to like go straight from graduating as a senior sure. in high school to right off into freshman year of college after the summer. And not everybody is, you know, right. as ready to do that. And no. that could play a part in how much mm-hmm. you're spending. Right. Well, especially if you don't know what you want to do. Like we talked about, I wanted to be a teacher, so I knew, okay, to do that, I have to do, you know, but... You know, if I wasn't sure, I mean, my brother didn't go to college and now he's a battalion chief as a firefighter. So, I mean, like he knew that wasn't the path for him. So mm-hmm. I think you just have to be smart of like, OK, this is what I want to do. And I hate it. But, you know, when we were in college and probably more so me than you, you could find yourself for a couple of years. Right. Wasn't it wasn't as expensive. No, yeah. I mean, like I just mentioned, we help Ava with that. But if if we weren't able to and Ava's finding herself at the cost of ten thousand dollars a year. You know, you waste a couple of years and then you graduate in six, that's 60 grand that you're starting off with. And that's at the low end. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why we just have to be careful. Woo. Yeah. So on top of that, you could end up regretting that you went to college mm-hmm. and kind of like in these situations, maybe once you get out and you see that you have that mountain of debt, it's like, wow, why did I do that? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So in fact, according to a survey conducted by Payscale, of those who pursued education beyond high school regretted their degree type, institution, major, or taking on student loans. That's two-thirds, Danny. Yes. Two-thirds. If you're not 100% about what you want to do, you could end up making snap decisions about your college education that you're going to regret later. So quick careless decisions can cost you money is the gist of this. Absolutely. Right? And a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and finally, and I don't want to be a negative Nelly. Actually, I just heard a Nelly song. Oh, that's a different subject, but <laughs> negative Nelly here, but you may not graduate. Mm. So depending on your situation, four years or more of school might be too much to bear. In fact, the National Center for Education Statistics found that only around 63% of college students finished their degree within six years. And if you don't finish your degree, that could be thousands of dollars spent on something 
that you didn't even obtain. And I will say, you know, and you probably know, you know, I try not to get into politics, but like with the recent, with the student loan forgiveness with, with Biden. So $20,000, a lot of people were complaining, oh, well, what about mine? I paid mine off. But I kind of looked at it at this point where those people, and I, I guess that's, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to say if I was okay or not okay, but let's, I understood, like, let's just say I went to college for a year. I had $10,000 of debt, but then I quit after a year. So that forgiveness would kind of take care, I think, of some people like that of like, you know, it was a mistake for me to go. So I think, Mm -hmm. you know, that's where we just have to be careful too of like, especially if you just go for a semester or two, you know, and then you still have this debt and it doesn't do anything for you. So we have to be mindful. So I think going back to that gap year, I think that's a great thing that is something that has become more common now here in the States that mm-hmm. it's not looked at as like such a stigma anymore. Like, yeah. oh, you're not going to college. It's like, oh, no, I'm going to do this and work and find out a little bit more about what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I have a friend uh, from childhood, from home, whose family really kind of put a lot of pressure on him to become a doctor. And for years and years and years, he tried to get into medical school. And would, you know, if he didn't get in, he'd go back, do another year of something else, then try to get into another med school and and never could and spent a decade trying instead of just acknowledging this doesn't this doesn't fit me. This doesn't work for me. My heart's not in it. I don't want to do it. Um, But it took 10 years worth of debt for that to create an opportunity to have that conversation with his parents. And And not only debt. But delayed savings on for retirement. The for, you and, know what I mean? That's and 10 years. starting out your right. career for what you do want to do. Right. Yeah, it, right. it really um, can be self-propelling in a, in a negative way, unfortunately. 100%. So I think a lot of people think if you don't go to college that you can't do well financially. Well, like we say around here, that's bull, mm-hmm. right? There's plenty of good-paying jobs that don't require a four-year college degree. Right. And, and, you know, off the top of my head, I can name a few. Real estate agent, firefighter, even a financial advisor. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that doesn't mean that these fields don't require any training or education. Of course they do, just not the traditional college path. It's true. Yeah, we have have employees and contractors associated with Mentor that don't have a college degree, and they're more qualified (laughs) than several other candidates that that were looked at. So Mm -hmm. that definitely proves the point. Back in season three, we had Mitchell Earl, who uh, we've touched on a couple times. He's the COO of Praxis, and he was on to discuss other alternatives to attending college. So I'd encourage you guys, if you haven't already, to take a listen to that episode if you haven't done so, because it could provide this alternative perspective that that we've been discussing in this act. Yep. So time for that $100,000 question. Should you go to college? It depends. (laughs) Some people attend college because they feel it's the norm, because their parents want them to or because they don't know what else to do. You should not let any of these be the motivations to attend college, though. Right. And just like with all personal finance matters we discuss, you have to do what is right for you and your situation. I think I hear a bell ringing. Guess it's time to uh, get back to class. Do they still have bell? Yeah, I think they do. Or the beep. It's like the beep, I think. Is it? I don't know. I haven't been in a school in an embarrassing I need to ask time. Ella. So she, she'll be in 11th grade. I'm going to ask her. I really don't know. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. Sometimes that was the best sound and then sometimes <laughs> the worst, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, that's going to do it for this episode. Please check us out on social media. We're in all your usual places. And if you ever have an idea 
for a topic that you'd like us to cover, again, feel free to email us at podcast at mentorgroup.com. And Whitney, thank you for chatting and thank you for listening. And real quick, guess what starts? Well, it started last week. What? Running with the Bulls in Spain. So here you go. Here's your sneak preview. Oh, you my don't have gosh. To go to Spain. That's it. That's right. <laughs> so catch us next time as we run with the Bulls. Run with the Bulls is sponsored by Mentoro and hosted by Danny Kofke and Whitney Queen. Learn more by visiting mentorogroup.com.